From high atop Rocky Road in Moab, Utah, it's KZMU News. I'm Molly Marcello. This is your news for Thursday, May 13th. I'm standing on the roof of the Red Rock Bakery, trying not to fall off. The view from up here extends up and down Main Street, the main artery of Moab's tourism economy. Building, I mean, you can see on top here, you can look around and see, even within my general vicinity, how much potential there is. But proprietor Howard Trenholm didn't bring me here to show off the view. He's showing off what's at our feet. The roof of the building, which is flat, has been retrofitted for solar power. And in fact, it has almost the entire roof covered, as you cannot see on the radio. Every square inch of this downtown roof, besides just enough open walking space, is covered in solar panels. Trenholm calls it his 76-panel power station, which creates 25 kilowatts of energy. That's enough to power the bakery and almost the rest of the building, which is largely made up of office spaces. When the sun's out, which it is today, um, I'm creating energy. That's fed into the grid. I provide them with the excess power through the day. At nighttime, when the sun goes down, I buy from their coal-burning, carbon-burning plant, um, which, you know, this helps offset it, though. So it's a little one small step. Trenholm says he'd like to see every Main Street building covered in solar panels. Actually, his neighbor, Arches Trading Post, also has rooftop solar. As I look around the roofscapes for more, there's another building I can clearly spot from this vantage point, City Hall. So we have some solar arrays on our building. I think we have one at the Emirate. We have them all over the place. Carly Castle, assistant city manager. Moab City has long been a supporter of renewable energy. They became the first EPA green power community in the nation nearly 20 years ago when they offset 4% of their power usage by buying wind. Plus, there's all the solar panels. Our water reclamation facility has, has them as well. We've kind of put them everywhere we can. In the 2010s, a concept called net metering spurred investment in the rooftop solar industry, not just here in Moab, but across the West. That's when the panels at City Hall went up and the ones at the Red Rock Bakery. Solar installations in Utah alone tripled from 2014 to 2015. But then things changed. You know, the problem with rooftop solar is there's not really an ROI anymore for net metering options. ROI, return on investment. Like most of the West, Utah has an electric utility that basically serves as a regulated monopoly. That's Rocky Mountain Power. When net metering first took off, the utility was reimbursing rooftop solar customers for the excess power they fed into the grid at full retail rates. That reimbursement incentivized people to install solar on their homes and businesses, knowing that they would likely be able to pay it off in a few years. But that all changed in 2017, when Rocky Mountain Power started capping reimbursements at a lower rate. Experts said the end of net metering was inevitable, but Grand County Commissioner Sarah Stock says in the absence of better incentives, residents and businesses can't as easily install or finance solar themselves. And it's one of the reasons communities are searching for other ways to get their own renewable energy. I think we're ready to transition as a region to renewable energy, and we would have done it before now if Rocky Mountain Power hadn't put up so many hurdles. 
Stock says those hurdles aren't limited to the net metering changes on rooftop solar. There's also challenges with developing a local renewable energy project, something that residents here have suggested for years. Obstacles include Utah policy and local transmission lines, owned by Rocky Mountain Power's parent company, Pacificor. They have control over our grid. We're on Pacificor transmission lines, so we don't have many other options. But there is a path emerging toward renewable. Moab City, Grand County, and Castle Valley joined 20 other communities across the state in what's called the Community Renewable Energy Program. According to a study published in the journal Sustainability, this coalition represents roughly 37 percent of Utah's total electricity load. They've all pledged to be 100 percent renewable by 2030, and they're going to help Rocky Mountain Power do that for them. Here's stock. I'm excited about this program because even though there are some compromises with it, it will ensure that we have access to 100% net renewable energy by 2030. And I don't think there's any other way that that can happen. It's, it's something new. We're breaking new ground. We're pioneering new ground here. Representative Steve Handy, speaking on Utah's House floor in 2019. He sponsored the bill that created the Community Renewable Energy Program. At the time, the legislation was called a first-in-the-nation bill. That's because it centers on a partnership between municipalities and a large-scale electric utility. Supporters call it an attempt to create an affordable renewable energy program at a size that will meet increasing public demand. This bill is truly a unique partnership between our regulated public utility and communities who, through their elected leaders and their officials, have been working on a multiple-year process in a decision about how their energy is delivered. Utah communities taking part in the program are essentially providing the startup costs for new renewable energy resources that Rocky Mountain Power will then own. Communities can negotiate whether those resources are solar, wind, geothermal, as well as how big they are and where they're located throughout the state. Assistant City Manager Castle calls the Community Renewable Energy Program a strategic decision where we're just doubling down in Rocky Mountain Power and not in this effort not diversifying in terms of our energy provider, but we are diversifying in terms of the energy portfolio we are drawing from. The beauty of that partnership is that Rocky Mountain Power gets to keep the asset at the end of the day. They still own the renewable energy, but the communities also get 100% renewable, so everyone gets what they want. Before she started her job as assistant city manager in Moab, Castle worked for Salt Lake City's Public Utilities Department, one of Rocky Mountain Power's biggest customers. She says this is really the best compromise to get renewables. The other option would be for a municipality to become its own utility, which has a suite of challenges from the financial to the political. Are some other options maybe more ideal for our own resiliency, sustainability, you know, uh, our, our own destiny? <laughs> That's a very good question. Back on the roof of the Red Rock Bakery, Trenholm is talking solar prices. It's a competitive per kilowatt hour with carbon now. Renewables like solar have gotten much more competitive with coal. So much so that Pacificor plans to shutter 16 of their 24 coal plants by 2030. And they're currently investing in thousands of megawatts of wind. 
Trenholm would like to see Grand County on the forefront of renewable innovation. When he's not selling baked goods, he's a volunteer on several county boards. Last year, Trenholm was part of a committee that explored the idea of a solar farm near Canyonlands Regional Airport. So my dream is, you know, Grand County has a solar farm phased in in lands suitable near the airport. And as that grows out, we build out battery um, capacity before it hits the grid, as far as grid tie goes. For Trenholm, this kind of innovation might not be far off. On residential homes, more and more people are installing solar to get away from the grid. Battery storage technology is getting better. So solar homes have the option of tapping into their own stored energy, rather than pulling from the grid at night. In his rooftop vision, Trenholm sees Grand County someday creating energy for the community and offsetting the impacts of tourism. I know how much energy the county uses. I know that we can create that in a solar farm north of town and also consider our carbon footprint as a tourism destination, that we need to add panels for every car that comes in and out with visitors and every part of the transportation chain or the supply chain that brings our tourism product to, to market, basically. Commissioner Stock sees local innovation and the statewide community renewable energy efforts as parallel processes that perhaps could tie together. When the group puts out a request for proposals, Stock says Grand County could submit a project for consideration by all communities. According to Stock, the Community Renewable Energy Program is not limiting Grand County from developing future projects. It's just guaranteeing they'll be part of something bigger. Renewable energy is a complicated matter, and what this does is allows us to pool our resources and contract for expertise and make some sound decisions in mass. It's a more efficient way to sign our entire community up for renewable energy. I'm excited to see what that project looks like and how it comes into being in the next few years. And I think that it's going to be important for the public to stay tuned while we're making these big decisions because we're going to have to decide where our power comes from and what the best option is and weigh a bunch of different factors. Without knowing what the renewable resource or resources are, the size and scale of them, no one knows what the future cost will be to average Rocky Mountain Power customers either. All they know is under state law, customers can opt out. So Castle says the rate of the renewable resource will need to be competitive. I can tell you cost is probably the biggest concern for all of the communities because there's an opt-out option. So if it's too expensive, we're going to buy this resource that no one wants to use. So it's the highest priority to make sure it's a competitive rate. Everyone is on board with that concept. It's not going to be successful if it's too expensive. But that topic is for future negotiations. At this stage in the process, it's all about communities getting on board. Moab City, Grand County, and Castle Valley are all anchor communities in the program. That means they're helping guarantee financing for legal and technical work, as well as the design of the program. Grand County and Moab City are each contributing roughly $12,000 over two years. Cities like Salt Lake, with a much bigger population and energy load, will be fronting much more of the startup cost. Castle says just being part of this program and stepping up as anchor communities 
is really important for this region politically. Because it demonstrates broad statewide support for this initiative. It's not just a northern Utah initiative or a Wasatch Front initiative, um, but it matters to these rural communities as well. Our population load is small compared to those other communities, and it kind of gives us a little extra cachet when making those big decisions about resource procurement. Who knows if that ultimately pays off in the end, but I think it's an investment in a bigger seat at the table. A timeline and more information on the Community Renewable Energy Program can be found at utah100communities.org. We'll put a lot of information in the show notes of our website and podcast, too. And that's the KZMU News for Thursday, May 13th. Get your community-powered journalism Monday through Friday at noon and 7. You can also find KZMU News anytime online at kzmu.org or wherever you listen to podcasts.